Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to The Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. Welcome to another episode of Thinker Girl, the podcast. You are joined with Stacey June and my young mate, Christy Mercer. Hi, how are you? We chew the fat each week, dump our radio co-host and talk about some topics that you might be thinking and not saying. Thanks for joining us as usual. Um, if you haven't listened to any of our other episodes, jump onto iTunes, check us out. Um, and you can also find us at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirl. Hey, there's a few up there now. What, a few what? A few, lots of potties. If you were to listen <laughs> through every one, you'd be there for a long time, which is exciting. It is. We've got yeah. a little collection. And what's been really cool, I guess, for the second part of our, our little journey with our podcast is that we have a hot seat hottie that joins us each week. And we're starting to get really quite inventive with our mm. with our guests, our hot seat hotties. This week, we have uh, a woman by the name of Katie Elizel. She is a relationship and body language expert. And we're thrilled to have you, Katie. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Hey. Chew the fat. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Katie. I'm actually spewing that you're not standing in the studio with us because being a, a, a body language expert, it'd be really interesting if you, I would actually be quite nervous being in front of you everyone, talking. Everyone says, yeah. Can you? you know what? We all analyse each other. We don't realise it. And ah. we are pre-wired to analyse people's body language. We often get it wrong, mind you, because our own expectations, hopes and experiences get in the way. And it's often misinterpreted, but we're doing it whether we realise it or yeah, not. Right. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That is a very good point. I wonder if you can analyse our body language by our voices. Does yeah, that make do you, sense? can you well, do that over the phone? Well this, well, this is the thing is your voice is actually, your voice and facial expressions are actually directly linked to your limbic or emotional brain. So you can um, pick up negative and positive emotions. Um, but really, you can't get into the nicks and nacks of what somebody's thinking. You can tell if somebody's mm. perhaps oh. a bit nervous or if they're afraid or, you know, if they're a bit sad, the tone changes a bit. But it's not, obviously, you need an overall, mm. an overall, you know, facial expressions, body language and, and tone of the voice. To a get full a package. Or, idea. Or, yeah. if, or if somebody's blonde. Do you know how many times I meet people that listen, that li- have heard me and go, oh, I thought you'd be blonde. And mm. every time I'm like, cheers. Yeah, that's great because you pay out on blondes. So suck shit, mate. I know. I don't know how that works. Uh, listen, let's get stuck into yeah. the podcast. If you haven't listened before, we each bring a gem to the table. Uh, essentially something that we've been thinking throughout the week, but not saying. And we'll do a bit of a content. Katie, what have you got to talk about this week? Well, I thought we could talk about lying. There's a lot in the media at the moment about, you know, people getting busted for doing very big, terrible deeds and, and why people couldn't tell that they were lying and how they got away with these double lives. And, and a lot of us live with, we go out with people, they cheat on us, our friends lie to us, and we think, how did I not spot that? Mm. <laughs> okay, this will be helpful yeah, I know. for all of us. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I want to get a little bit more serious today. I want to talk about um, eating disorders. Something my little brother, oh, he's not little, he's 17, said to me the other day about wanting to lose weight and mm-hmm. he's not somebody who needs to lose weight. 
Um, I don't know. I just I just want to have a have a chat about that because I don't know. It's it's something that you often associate with girls and young yeah. girls, and I, was, I think it's important to. I was about yeah. to say that mm. body image with your, yeah, the totally. boys in your life that Absolutely. you love. That's a good one. I want to talk about uh, a woman that I came across with my co-host a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and she was quite full on, and I guess I could call her a manhandler. I want to talk about that type of woman, who that is. Are you talking about, uh, like, manhandling, groping? I will like, share. Physical? I will okay. share. Actually, you know what? Do you want me to go Can first? we do that? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> basically, I guess my – is it inappropriate? My co-host is good-looking. You know, he's like that kind of real boy next door. That's not used inappropriate. to be a stripper. Well, he kind of feels like my brother, so it's a little bit weird. He but, used to be a stripper. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. Yeah. And I, and I know your co-host. Well, I've met yeah. him a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. So, okay, he's, you know, quite tall and he's ch- he's quite charming. Mm. He's, you know, that mm. boy he's next door. Yeah. Oh, he, he's got a lovely <laughs> girlfriend, so he's caught. But, I mean, he's, he's just got that persona mm. where he kind of walks around. Around and already the ladies are like, oh, hey. You He's know. got confidence. He's a confident dude, yeah. though, is he? Yeah, he is. I reckon confidence for guys comes from t- your height a lot as mm, well. He's quite tall. Not built. specific to him, but I mm. think that that helps a man. Yeah, totally. Anyway, we, um, we both work, obviously, together in a regional town in Victoria. And there is one particular woman that I remember meeting very early on in the uh, early stages of us doing the show together. Mm. And remember thinking, wow, this is how this works, is it? Because <laughs> we rock up to the cafe and she's like kissing him. Like she's, oh. cool. she's European, so she does the big double kiss. And, um, and she's very, she, you could see straight away she's quite territorial. So her arms were kind of on him saying, you know, Stacey, how are you going to go oh. without Tommy? You know, it was this, this and this mm. and kind of was just very, she was flirting with him. Like it, was, it wasn't so much of a he's a beautiful boy. Actually, no, it is a combination between he's a beautiful boy, he's like my son, I love him, slash I want to root him. Oh, and the combination and of wanting to root and sons no, is weird. But think about it. Sound quite right, it? No, but, it, but we don't need a relationship expert to tell us that. But think about it. It happens. It, these, yeah. This kind of woman, it happens. It's like I think they get away with it or justify it to themselves mm. that actually it is that maternal figure, like it's this younger boy. But deep down, I think that they're totally like you're hot, but you're okay. hot, babe. She, you know? So, she, so she's an older woman. Yeah, she is an older yeah, woman. Absolutely. She I don't know, I I'd guesstimate maybe fifties, early fifties. Does Tommy lo- does he love it? Well, this is the thing. So we went again a couple of weeks ago and I said mm. to him He would be Are, you, it are you aware of it? Mm. I said, Okay, she's all over you, mate. And he goes <laughs> he goes, Honestly, I have had this my whole life. He's like, I'm not you know, he and he's not an arrogant bloke. He really isn't. Mm. He and he said, I've had it my whole life. He's like, women have – he goes, look, obviously I was a stripper, so I've worked in that field uh-huh. where, yeah. where he, he exudes – Yeah, he, he yeah, exudes right? this Puts energy. Yeah. He's got energy. But let me tell you, girls, we're in, he, we're in trackies basically. We're finished a morning breakfast show. He's a lovely guy. He never looks unhappy. He never really is unhappy. But there's mm. not, he's not walking around with his top off saying – rape me do you know what I mean like Mm. we've just finished a show and we're just getting our first coffee like there's only so much of a vibe you can give but it's funny it's like the women do pick up this minimal vibe that he's giving at this time you know it's probably openness you know I'm gonna yeah Mm. open to it yeah because he has had that experience of dancing and being open and, and really because that comes through you know a lot of us when we interact with the opposite sex we have the barriers that come up we have the the really subtle 
uh, nonverbal cues, if you like, that sort of tell people to stay away. But if you've sort of worked in that environment, you're going to be a lot more open, a lot of, a lot of bit more, a lot of more subtle flirtation. And, you know, for her, maybe it's more of an intention thing. You know, if it's more about her ego, my intention is I can tap that, mm. make myself feel good, then maybe it's coming from that. You know what I mean? It's more about her giving herself a little ego boost by flirting with this. How really weird, because in, in this scenario, it definitely is a gender shift, you know, because yeah. I feel like we see this a lot in males. And she definitely, and I, as we were talking about it, he said, this has happened, you know, for my whole life. Like, you know, I was, I've obviously been stripping, but it's always been something where there's been this older woman that's kind of felt this flirty is it, nature. Is it always an older woman or is it just women in, women in general? Because he's I, a flirt, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. But, but the thing is, I think what you touched on a little earlier, Stace, was that women get away with a lot more. Mm. I reckon, you know, think think about a, a hen's night. Like we we did something for like a work function where we had shirtless waiters come around yeah. and it was like a charity dinner. And mm. But you should have heard and seen <laughs> when women get in groups, they are yes. freaking wild. Like, a and, couple of glasses, yes. isn't it? Oh, and just the wooing, and it's not even just the physical, you know, but there yeah. was like like peck groping. Some chicks, yeah. you know, like put their hands down the six-pack. And this was not a hen's night. This was a charity lunch. And granted, it was all in good fun and everybody kind of yeah. laughed it off. But I actually did think to myself at the time, if roles were reversed mm. and it was a group yeah. of blokes and, you know, waitresses going around serving the meals, in no way would that be acceptable. Yeah, for women it seems that, you know, we can get a lot away with a lot more because it can be seen more as playful rather than sexual you know of course we don't mean it we don't want to just jump his bones even if you do but if guys were to do half the things that women do uh in strip clubs or anywhere you know where there's alcohol involved then <laughs> it's safe to say <laughs> though katie it's safe to say a majority not all the times that it yeah. is playful though do you know what i mean oh, like yeah, i do absolutely. believe that there are different you can't always do that direct comparison because we are different beings yeah if Absolutely. men are touching women, there's not a whole lot of, and this is again a generalization, mm. but they do see sex first. Like that's the first kind of thing that they're mm. they're made yeah, up to women see. Touch women each other, don't. You know, yeah. For us, yeah. We're far more tactile. You know, we have more estrogen. So for us, you know, touching releases oxytocin. It has a much more of a greater effect than men. And so we are far more tactile with each other. With our girlfriends, we hug and yeah, we yeah. hold hands. And whereas guys obviously are less so and when they are like that it's usually more linked to sex it's driven to and, a and stiffy yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. burner yeah. and and you know what i think you know what i think it is as well um katie you might agree with this but you you assume that it's a guy oh he'll like it like for for a guy to be walking around, uh, whether it be a dancer or a stripper or a, sh a shirtless waiter yeah, or whatever, yeah. you just go, oh, he's going to take this as a compliment. There's no, there's nothing that crosses my mind, and I can uh, honestly say this, that he would feel uncomfortable about it. It'd yeah. just be a but bit of a boost to his ego. I can see that he yeah. at times is uncomfortable. Like, oh, yeah, And I mean, look, there's a time and a place. That's what I mean. Like, we've gone for a coffee. Like, it's full on, you know. <laughs> I get that you say that he, there's a vibe with him, mm. and obviously, in his past, yeah. like jobs, and he's I done things. Him, so I'm just assuming no, yeah, but it's yeah, so it's so fair. Yeah. It's so fair. Yeah. But when you put it in context, we really are getting coffee at nine o'clock in the morning. Have been up since five. Yeah. 
there's only so much vibe you put no, on. So what it's, are you ta- it's like, semi, it, not it inappropriate, sounds, but it is semi like, wow, you, you know, yeah, you're pretty full on. It sounds full on. What, what is she actually doing? Is she going like cock grab or like no. that's what it sounds like? <laughs> no, that's but I think, like. I think she would if she, if she had yeah. the opportunity as a bit of a joke, ha ha, go have a tug, have a yeah. tug, love. <laughs> I reckon she'd do it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's so wrong. That's so wrong. Have a tug, honestly. That, okay, now all of a sudden that became funny because it was a story. And then I like snapped out of it and realised we were is... talking about my co host. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, God. I did get Things full permission. Right well, I got now, full permission to talk about it. I'm like, oh my God, I have to do this on Thinker Girl. He's like, yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, but you know what? just to say on that like if you are the type of girl or woman that's actually doing that then it's something maybe you know sometimes we we all go through fa- different phases in our lives and in our relationships sometimes sometimes let's be honest you feel like crap mm-hmm. yeah things aren't going well or you're you're in that stage where you're in it for yourself and you might be you know having sex with lots of people mm. or whatever it is but it's just to be aware of how you can come across. There goes the time. Yeah, there's well, still. Because when you're in that, you, yeah. are, you don't always realise it, you know, that you're behaving in it sounds like she, It sounds like she realises it, though. Yeah, it you reckon? Do you, do you think she's conscious of it? I think she is, and I think she directed it a few times at me. Yeah. You know, it's a real territorial like, I, I thing. Know, I know him. He's, he's yeah. mine kind of Kind thing? of. Yeah. It's really quite odd. I knew him And first. she is lovely. Like, mm. you know, if mm. I ever go there and she's not there... You know, she's always lovely to me. It's not like she switches personality, but mm. she's, yeah, there's something about what's in her brain that makes her think she has this, it, it, she enjoys it. Like there's something about her having that territory that she mm. she gets gets off with. It's so innocent, but it's an interesting thing. We were talking well, about before. Boost, yeah, yeah, it must be. We talked about it before and he, help, he helps with that. Like, you know, obviously he could be uncomfortable or tired or whatever, but he's ne- never going to say anything. I don't think it really bothers him. Um, enough to ever be worried about it. Mm. And um, I think also, which is he is a lovely, lovely person, I think he also could see that it probably does give that to her and if mm. it's no skin off his nose, yeah. then who cares? It's probably yeah. everyone's winning, let's be honest. She's going on about how amazing he is. He gets an and ego boost. Yeah, they both get ego boost and I just get yeah. this freaking uncomfortable <laughs> sitting there like I'm some fat lad that's not involved <laughs> in this bloody rendezvous. <laughs> It's bullshit. Oh you should ask her a compliment every now and then as well. No, no one needs a needy, yeah, needy sidekick, do they? Hey, I'm here yeah. as well. What, what about me? You want to root me? <laughs> oh, Deirdre. Uh, Christy, do you want to go next? We'll yeah. save Katie till best till last. Um, I want to talk, nah. about, I want to talk about um, a conversation I have with, with my – and I always call him my little brother. And I always, every time I, I, I go back to Melbourne or, or see my brother, I get this little bit of a shock where I'm like, oh, yeah. That's who you are now? Because he's 17, he towers over me, he's got a freaking moustache. Mm. Like, he's a, he's yeah. a man, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's – and, it, and it still, it freaks me out because you always picture people when you speak to them on the phone or when you talk about them. And for me, Katie, I always picture my brother probably as his eight-year-old self because I am seven years older than him. Yeah, it's a um, pretty big difference, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. So, Bay, are you still protective over yes. him? So he's still that yes. little – that never goes. My brother and I yeah. aren't even that close. We're 15 months apart. Oh, wow. And I think we've struggled a lot of, a lot of the way because he has 
never admitted it, or I think he has in uh, in some points, but he's actually really resented me for continuing to be that oh, kind you're of older. Yeah, and I don't mm. even realize because we weren't close. I never mm. thought I was being a bit stifling, but mm. I think I I what well, I for me stifling on someone. <laughs> never. Yeah, I think I'm like that with my brother. Yeah. We have about the same eighteen months, and I even though he's nearly the same age and clearly at this age, it doesn't make a difference. No, but it doesn't. Mind, he's still much younger than I am, and I, and and I will always feel, and I'm sure that I will always feel that. I'll be middle age and he'll be, you know, seven years young, and I'll still feel like that. So every time I, I speak to him and I, and I make sure that I speak to him at least once a week, mm. um, because I don't know, I just, I just want to be, I want to be there for him. And we've, we've, we're quite close. And I always was fearful that he might get to an age where he's 15, 16 and he's, I don't know, you know, got got mates and he's got his own life and stuff. Which he and can, he, yeah, he's a teenager. Which is, no, 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 I just mean where he might want to shut me out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he hasn't. Yeah. And and I think that's awesome. And I'm really appreciative of that. But anyway, when I was on the phone to him this week, I said, "Oh, what's going on? What have you been up to?" He said, "Oh, I just went to the gym and then I ran ran to the gym and then I ran home from the gym." And I was like, "Shit, that's a, wow. That's a big that's a big workout, Paul." Yeah. And he goes, "Yeah, I need to lose weight." And I was like, "Wee." Hang on, what do you mean you need to lose? Describe him. What, what does he do look you like? Like, what does he look like? He's 6'3". He wow, is tall, okay. thin. He's six three. He's athletic. If you're he's six almost, three and need to lose weight, you're in trouble. He is al- he's wow, almost as yeah. tall as Zane, as my boyfriend, who you've met. He's he's tall and he, he's, I don't know, he's 17. He's, he's an active kid. I'll show you a photo of him anyway. He, in, in no way. <laughs> we'll check it on the Facebook. In no <laughs> way, shape or form. Does he need to lose weight? And as soon as he said that, warning bells rung in my head. And I said, hang on, what do you mean, mate? What do you mean you need to lose? You don't need to lose weight. He said, mm. yeah, I do. And I'm not the only one who's noticed. Even mum and dad said to me. Whoa. That, yeah, how about, really? how about this? Even mum and dad said to me that round, round my tummy, it's getting, you know, getting a bit, you know, jellyish. And I was like, what the fuck? And I was like... That, but you that said before means... that your parents have a bit of a Euro gossipy side. And, no, do you know what I mean? Like me, I got let that. Me, let me give you a background, Katie. My mm. parents tell it like it freaking is yeah, to the yeah. to the point where it is it is damaging, and they they don't realise it. I know their heart's in the right place, yeah. but just just to give you an example, this is my experience when I was probably 15, 16, do you think the whole world is looking at you? Going mm. through puberty, there's changes in your body. My dad said to me, your ass is getting fat. <gasps> and right. I remember that moment like anything because every time I went to gym or went for a walk Ooh, or went for a run as a teenager, I thought of his comments. That's actually, yeah, that is actually huge, fucked up. It has up. a huge impact on you, doesn't it? My dad was the same European background, would say, you're chubby, yeah. never you're thin. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I developed an eating disorder when I was 19 and for nine years and I always saw myself as being fat when I was really, really skinny mm. at wow. times, you know. And and it, it still, I mean, I have to be honest, even now, years and years later, I still sometimes struggle to look at myself and think, no, okay, actually, I'm okay. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm with you with that. And it's, and it's something that I spoke to mum Afterwards, about, I, I, and I stayed on the phone for ages with Paul, and I've been texting him this week, you know, saying, how are you? And Did you share with him thing. what they had I said did, to you? I did, but not to the extent that I should have. And, and I've never actually opened up about this. The only person 
in my life that knows about this is my my boyfriend Zane. But I I I too, when I was about eighteen, nineteen, had an eating disorder. I was bulimic for about a year, and yeah. every everything that I ate, pretty much, I vomited up. Yeah. I would binge eat. So I would mm. come home from uni. I would go to the cupboard. Anything that I could get my hands on that was sugary or fatty yeah. because I'd been denying myself for that long, I would go. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. George, and, yeah. then I would, and then I would go and vomit it up. And yeah. that's that's something that not even my best mate knows. Mm. And and I was about to tell Paul, my brother, on the phone the other day, and I, something stopped yeah. me. And now but there's, now there's that shame and stigma. There is the well, shame. Well, I think there's also that, yes. but there's also knowing, as a big sister, the wisdom to know that yeah. your issues is, aren't his yeah. either. You know, I'm not saying that there isn't an alarm here, and there's definitely mm. a bloody uh, similarity with potentially mm. where it could have stemmed from. And I don't. Your parents sound like amazing people. They don't sometimes know what they're doing. Mm. But I think it may also not always mean that he will have the same path. And no, that's, and I bloody yeah, hope that he does. Yeah, but yeah. that's probably why you also felt like you needed to not pull back but not jump on him to the point where it's like, I this happened to me, this is definitely what's going to happen to you. But it, you've done the right thing by keeping in touch with him yeah. and keeping a really close eye on yeah. it, I guess. What about other signs? Because, you know, a lot of people assume, you know, eating disorders, anorexia, bulimia, there's this thing out there that we kind of assume that it's something that affects females more than males. And, yes, Mm. but, you know, 25% Mm. of males' research says binge eat. And, you know, the rise of eating disorders in men, it's increasing, um, particularly, you know, with, you know, magazines and this weight loss, having the ads, that affects men as well. It's not just us that have this image of ourselves as needing Absolutely. to be photoshopped to be perfect you know so does he have any other no and look the, this or? is the uh, this is the first and only time that he has said something along those lines that kind yeah. of rang those warning bells for the first ever time for me yeah. but I will be but I will be really conscious and really onto that mm. and really you know just keeping in contact not as a so, did, you know, did you go to gym today or how yeah. are you feeling today? What are but, you eating? Yes, but just in a way, <laughs> just in a way to the point where, you know, he probably doesn't even know, but just yeah. personally keeping an eye on it. And, and I even said to mum this week, I was on the phone to her and I said, I'm, I'm a bit worried about Paul. I wasn't like, you know, stressed off my head, but I just thought it was worth raising with her. And I said, I'm a bit, a bit worried about Paul. You know, he said, Barbati, he feels that he needs to lose weight, and he reckons that you and Dad have said something, and he's remembered it. Yeah, and she and she started laughing. I knew you were going to say she that. She started laughing. She goes, oh, "Don't be stupid, Paul's all right." Like that. your parents and started it, laughing, and it was Her a mom. brush off. It was such yeah. a brush off, and then she moved on to the next subject, mm. and yeah. she thinks that. 
I don't know. I, I freaking love my parents. They are the most supportive, awesome people, but they really don't realise, don't have a handle or a grasp on how brutally freaking honest that they can actually be. And, and mm. I know that I've spoken to dad about this before as an adult. And I said, remember that time you told me when I was 16 that I was getting a fat ass? And he yeah. goes, yeah, and if you get a fat ass now, I'll tell you again. Because yeah. I care. I care, Christy. I don't want you to be fat, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's coming in his mind of from a place where it's okay, almost a place of love yeah. to mm. say that, yeah, that's right, that he it? has a good enough relationship with me that yeah. he can say it without, uh, without offence. And with parents, and I've always said this, whether it's this kind of example or other, you know, F-ups that they do, mm. Essentially, yeah. they have the tools that they have, you know. Yeah, they're both the together. They're both yeah. at home in terms of picking you up, supporting you, always with you, you know. And yeah. like you said, they're so supportive. Um, they often aren't aware no, of not. any of this. But I think it's also that you've got to look back and look at what they had. You That's know, right. Maybe you're parenting from the, your own Where did, you know, you, was your dad exactly. shit at sport or was your mum, did your mum get grief for the way she looked when she was younger? comes from yeah. somewhere mm. it's really full mm. on how it can be a ripple effect but you're aware of it now so you've got to stop it mm. no pressure <laughs> 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 thanks for sharing babe i know that would have been really hard like it, and look it's it's something it's something that i've never i've never spoken about with anybody mm. i don't, i reckon it's it's only it's only zane and the only reason that he knows is because he knew he used to hear me mm. and that and that's how that's, that's cool. how he knows about it but look if my mum and dad had just a little bit of a handle on how some of their comments sometimes could be interpreted there is I've no of course way. not but, but the thing just is unaware. They're and they're unaware. also parents are stubborn they also think that no toughen up or mm. this this mm. and this and sometimes you know it does stem to be them as people as a part as a as a a difference to them as parents, you know. Yeah. Sometimes there's things that will come out of their mouth that will be their mm. issues as people, not actually thinking as parents at it's the a, time. It's a tough love household, the obnoxious household. Jesus, running, always, a tight, and, running a tight and, ship and, over there. And we always say, far out, we could never grow up with a big head in this bloody household because you get chopped down. And I always say that to mum. I'm like, can we just once squeeze a compliment out of each other? That would be really nice. <laughs> Oh, man, that's bloody, that's stark. Katie, what have you got for us this week? Well, let's talk lying. Mm, let's. <laughs> On a completely different subject, you know. I mean, oh, look, I mean, I, I, this is what I do for a job. Mm. And I, myself, you know, have been in situations where I've had the wool pulled over my eyes to the utmost extreme. And, you know, the thing is we, we all analyse, as I was saying, we all analyse body language. We... It's just part of our pre-wiring, if you mm. like. But the thing is that we often, you know, when we're talking about relationships, whether it's with our partner or our best friends, we see what we want to see a lot of the time because mm. um, sometimes the truth can be too painful. And, you know, I mean, we're pretty much bombarded by, I don't, you know, information, sensory information all the time. And, you know, part of a way of dealing with that is we filter it out. And if you... You know, you believe that your partner is the love of your life and they're never going to cheat on you or that your friend would never betray you or whatever it is, then it's really hard to see signs that are in direct conflict to that. You know, you mm. just don't see them. And your friends might be like that, you bloody idiot. You know, they don't want to be with you or whatever it is, but you're just not going to see it. So 
Um, yeah, it's a it's an interesting one because most of us, you know, we think that we're really good at lying. But do you think you're good at being able to pick up a lie? Uh, I, I think everybody kind of does. And it, it look, I think it depends on what kind of lie yeah. you're talking about. Because, I mean, little little white lies, I mean, I'll be honest, I tell little white lies all the time. I think I'm very good at telling them. Yeah. I don't think I'm very good at picking them up. Mm. And what do you tell awful. lies about? Just little insignificant how, things. Well, how late I'm going to be. Yeah, all the time. I'm the same. I'm late. You can't be the same because you're always earlier than me. Yeah, but I'm I'm normally always late. The last two times I've been early, though, which is crazy for me. I'm always the late one. Oh. That, um, what else? I, just, li- just little things. I don't know. Like, just at, at work, those kind of things. Yeah. going. To, I'm going to go get a coffee. I'll be 10 minutes. I'll be five minutes. I'll be five minutes. And you've and got no intention. You've got no time. intention of being back in five Sometimes Sometimes yes. you've got it. You've got yeah. it. It's not a white lie, but you've got to maybe not give too much information. I don't look at that as a lie. I've started to realise there can't be right or wrongs with this, like because there are some yeah. people in your life that actually don't have the right to know all the information. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly yeah. when it comes to work, we kind of do our heads in about these sick days and doing all this stuff and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But what's sick? You know, like. I'm exhausted, I need a day, you know. Like if people aren't going to be able to put mental health as something that's valid or those kinds of things, then I'm not going to say to them I've got a mental health day and not be able to claim it as a sickie. Do you know what I mean? Like not that I've done that, but it's, you know, there are ways where I think lying is probably totally necessary. Yeah, or to protect your friends. You know, most of us lie, I guess, to, you know, to protect but when it to comes, either when our it, attitudes, prevent feelings as well, you know. When it comes to love, I mean, particularly yes. intimate relationships or your best friends, yes. I mean, where where a lot of the time do you think that stems from, from guys? So guys that lie to their girlfriends, for example. Well, you know what, guys, most of us, when we lie, I mean, Studies show we lie, lie at least in a quarter of all of our interactions. So we lie really? a lot. That is <laughs> a, a that is a lot. A day. Yeah. So you know we are a bunch of liars. Um, but you know, girls and guys lie for different reasons. Most of the time, we lie just to you know to conceal our attitudes, what we really think, little things to protect ourselves, you know, self protection. But women are more likely to protect the other, you know, sort of to maintain or preserve a relationship, whereas guys are more likely to lie to big note themselves, to get more money, mm-hmm. um, to make themselves look better. Ego, um, yeah. Yeah, just to, I guess it's that pe- art of peacocking thing, isn't it? Just yeah. to, to show themselves as... As man, which you know, what about in a relationship what about to us? Attractive. What about to us though? So a say guy, not to their to mates girl? or not to their work colleagues, but to your their intimate partners, like their their wives or girlfriends. Well, a lot of guys will lie a lot about, um, you know, obviously being with their mates is a big one. And oh you know what they really God, that was the biggest issue with like. my big relationship. Oh, honey, call back at work again. I'll or, be working. It wasn't back. even that. It was like I'll be home at twelve, mm. four o'clock. Mm. Yeah. It's exhausting. But isn't that like I'll be ready in five minutes? Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, I've never <laughs> thought about that. Yeah. You got us there. Shit. Katie, I didn't Katie, think uh, of it like uh, that, actually. When you, when you asked earlier, are you guys good liars and are you good at yeah. spotting lies? And I know there was that TV show, like recently, The Art of Lying, and, and everybody knows that there's those telltale signs that what is it when you yeah. lie, you look up and to the left? Well, this is the thing. You know what? Okay, let's. Let's talk specific with yeah. boys. Can yeah. we talk specifically about men, please? All right. I'm going to tell you one thing firstly. 
is that when, when we're talking body language, lying, even polygraph tests, what they test their emotions. You can't test lying. There's no sign for lying. Lying is not an emotion. It's just a thing we do. And how we react when we lie depends on, you know, say for you, you hit it on the head. You know, the emotional intensity, what the lie is about. If you're lying because you've knocked someone off, you've slept with someone, you're going to react differently to if you're lying because you were five minutes late because mm. the stakes are higher. Mm. And what we see is fear, you know, fear of getting caught, fear of the shame associated with, with getting found out and having to come clean. You know, that's what freaks us out. So what we see when... We're lying, are, you know, like polygraph tests, they, they, you're talking about sweat, you're talking about heart rate. And so, you know, when we're, when we're scared, when, we're, when we've told a big one, then it's usually we're looking for signs of discomfort and fear or nervousness. But also, you know, some people are just naturally nervy. Some people, like, you know, when you get pulled over by the police oh, yeah. and you haven't done anything wrong and all of a sudden you're flinching, you can't hold eye contact, you Oh yeah, that is. I'm the worst of so that. Bad. If the sirens go off, I freak the fuck out. It is. Look at you. Yeah, it's if the. You were, if you were reading a manual online, you'd think. Oh yeah. Lying. But sometimes what happens is there's fear of not being believed as well. Yeah, so because in your head you're going, that. I look like I'm lying. I look like I'm lying. Don't look like you're lying. And, and then you look like you're yeah. lying. I've had things. All the time. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other story about the law. <laughs> Oh There's been things that have happened to me where it's been unjust. She just had a big eye roll speaking <laughs> about body language, so I reckon that might have, we might have hit a sore spot there, Katie. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's the thing is, you know, the thing is, we all react differently. And some people, when they're lying, you know, some people are very, you know, if you believe the lie, if you've got some kind of problem, politicians, whatever, they spend their lives lying. You start to believe it. You're not going to have any any leakage. You know, so our bodies basically, we send out that 10,000 signals per interaction that reveal what we're, you know, what we're feeling. But, you know, it depends on a lot of different things. It depends on, you know, if you walked in and your boyfriend was on the phone and then all of a sudden he hung up mm. and you questioned him, what are you doing, who are you talking to? Even if he wasn't speaking to anyone, a mate or whatever, just the way that you're interrogating him could hike up the fear factor, which might, he might start, you know, using some blocking or distancing, which are signs of discomfort, like avoiding eye mm. contact. He might, you, you know, cross his arms. He might start blinking rapidly when we're trying oh, yeah. to Blinky Bill. think quickly. What, we, what happens <laughs> is it actually makes us, you know, yeah. either stare like a stunned rabbit or blink really rapidly because our thought process is speeding up. But that could also mean that he's bloody nervous and he's thinking, God, she's not going to believe that. Every I'm thinker yes. girl is walking away now, yes. looking at their boyfriend to see if they blink Counting fast. How many blinks per minute? I know. Okay, Katie, if we, if, we can't, if we can't actually put down rules as to how somebody lies, and it is, yes. you know, it, there's obviously different kind of variables... So we can, can we do a quick thing of what you quickly look for. To yeah. Is, and then you push a bit further. So we're yeah. looking for distancing. So any, distancing, yeah. Basically, the opposite of what they'd normally do. So if you're in a relationship, you know what they're normally like. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. everyone's different. But, you know, it might be that they avoid your, your partner. All of a sudden, they're not touching you anymore. Then they're avoiding intimacy. Mm. So they're avoiding eye contact. They're avoiding touch. They, they block so they, you, they cross their arms. Or if you ask them a specific question, they cross their legs. But we're looking for changes. So they might be 
stable across the board and all of a sudden when you speak about something or ask them a question about something specific, their body language changes. All of a sudden you get an increased blink rate. All of a sudden you see <laughs> lip biting, you see them sort of licking on the inside of their mouth. That's a, um, a comforting gesture. Oh, I thought that was like, oh. I want to pounce you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's us trying to be sexy. We're <laughs> not talking about lip licking. Oh, like, you know, when you rub your tongue on oh. the inside of your mouth. Oh, yeah, like this. Because you get all oh, dry. Mm. Oh, okay. Or, mm. or start swallowing. When we're nervous or scared, mm, what yeah. happens is basically the saliva dries up. So we start, we need to lubricate. We start swallowing a lot. That's why we're looking for excess swallowing, lots of licking or lubricating of the inside of the mouth because it gets really dry. Um, tongue jutting, so not in a sexy way, but the tongue just poking out between the teeth, not the lips. It's kind of an odd move, but if somebody does that, you've caught them doing something or they think they've gotten away with it. Um, comforting gestures like uh, jiggly, you know, fidgeting, jiggling of the feet, tensing of the feet. God, oh, this sounds like half of my boyfriend. It's like every yes, scene. So you know, bear in mind that sometimes we do it when we're comfortable as well. A lot of people think when you see that, that it means someone's lying. Yeah, but right. what it means mm. is either they're bored or uncomfortable or... Um, they're comforting gestures. So sometimes we do it when we're with somebody that we like, like our friends. You know, we might start twirling our hair. We might cross our arms. But the thing is, if they're not doing that and all of a sudden you ask them a question, where were you? And then and it's then the change. And then they start doing that. Okay. When it's you the, think, it's uh, the change. Huh. Okay. So we're okay. looking at, you know. So not just general what's for dinner, but like yeah. more yeah, so. changes in body language okay. more than anything else. Right. You know, speech errors. Um, and also pitch. Now, in most people, 70% of people, when you're scared or worried, your pitch goes up. So <laughs> all, all of a sudden you're talking to your man and he's, or speaking or your friend and they're speaking normally and then all of a sudden you ask where were they and they start speaking either really quickly or giving you lots of details and their pitch goes up. Then rather than interrogating them, just ask for more detail because it's harder to, to make up a lie than it is to conceal it. And when you're, when you're lying, your brain has to basically, it's like mm. cognitive overload. It's like, ah! And, and then they're going to slip up because mm. it's really hard to start making up details and be concise and get away when you're basically shitting yourself. I'm pretty good. I, re I reckon I'm pretty good at that. I reckon you're I'm good a, at telling lies. a good shit talker. I'm not, I'm not, not, not in a nasty way, but in like a, <laughs> you no, know, but if you, or sometimes like a sense of humor when you're being sarcastic and you tell somebody, yes. you make up some story and they say, what do you do for work? And you say, oh, I'm a stripper. I, it, I think it's a thing where it, you're you, quick. If you're quick and you can think on your feet sometimes, and I'm not saying it's a, it's a good thing and I use it for evil, but you do, you use it for comic evil person. Yeah, right. yeah she do. does it for, she does it for. She wants to see the reaction. She wants other people to see their <laughs> but, reaction. But I keep that blank yeah. face because, yeah, I love She goes I love up that. like, watch this. Like she'll say, she'll say something, watch this. Like you can see in her head. That's how quick she is. It's like game on. It's quite full on. So you're a bit of a manipulator. <laughs> Well, she makes it happen for us. I don't, I'm not a complainer of the manipulation of others. If you say so. Yeah, it's, right. all for, it's all for entertaining purposes. We said before that if it means that good comes from it, then surely it's yeah, okay. Absolutely. Oh, my God, Katie, that has been 
that's been so, so insightful. Hasn't We're thrilled. It? And I know we crap on about this every week, but blood, it feels like it goes like that. I know. So quick. Um, hopefully people have been keeping a list. Yeah, of all Imagine. those things. Yes. Yeah. We might even get you to write a little um, write a little piece up of what of those kinds of points and maybe put it Absolutely. up on our Facebook page. That'd be great. Really awesome. Fantastic. Okay, unbelievable. If you do want to follow Katie, I do find her on Twitter at Katia Lozell. K-I-T-I-A-L-I-O-S-E-L is where you find her on Twitter. Um, and we'd love to have you back. Fantastic. Love chatting to you Brilliant, Katie. Well, thanks so much for your time and we'll see you next time. Yay. Bye. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or Thinkergirl TV on Twitter. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>